The Twins Wrap here, brought to you by Jefferson Lines. Again, Derek Hansen and the television voice of the Minnesota Twins, Dick Bramer, with us. Dick, how was your uh, Memorial Day weekend? Well, it was good. Uh, spent uh, most of it, it seemed, at the ballpark, but uh, uh, all in all, Target Field's not a bad place uh, to <laughs> spend a holiday weekend, especially with fans there. The crowds uh, were good and enthused and uh uh, not yesterday, of course. The team was in Baltimore, but uh, Saturday and Sunday, it just was. It was fun to be there because it uh, remains, uh, you know, just a gorgeous ballpark. Yeah, no question. And I think the one thing about it, just hearing the natural sound of uh, of crowds and everything. You and I have talked about this a lot, but it's cer- certainly normalcy has come about hearing live baseball crowds. That it, it does a lot for my heart, anyway. Yeah, and I rode out of the ballpark. Uh, I rode down the elevator uh, on Sunday with a vendor who said uh, he's anxious to get back to work, and I think that's going to be when the team gets home from this next road trip. We'll actually be able to hear the vendors barking, uh, selling whatever uh, uh, they're selling uh, in the stands again, and that'll be another step back toward uh, what we uh, grew accustomed uh, to experiencing in the ballpark experience. Yeah, no question about that. Um, as far as the weekend, you know, some frustrating losses against uh, the Royals, but boy, I guess the Twins—they just want to play Baltimore all the time. I certainly have not seen this in my lifetime. The way they're able to just take care of a team like the Baltimore Orioles right now. Yeah, in the mid '60s, and of course the '65 Twins uh, went to the World Series, but they beat the Red Sox 17 out of 18, and that carried into the next year, and the Twins won the next what five or six, something like that. So that's the closest thing I can I can compare to, and I wasn't even aware of it. Uh, obviously, at the time, I was just a little squirt. But uh, this is something, you know, and and it's really frustrating from the Baltimore standpoint because the last three losses I think have been by scores of three to one, three to one, and three to two. So when you're getting the pitching that they've been getting and you're still losing, it really, really is frustrating for them. But hey, Twins fans have had their own frustrations this year. Yeah, that is for sure. I, I'm. What's your take on Robles? He's a guy I find very interesting. It's a, it comes in hot, but you just don't know where it's going to go sometimes. And you know, it seems like you don't want to walk the leadoff batter if you're going to be that closer. And he's kind of seems to fit in that role. I think the future is good for him in that situation, but no doubt control is something that he has to get really a handle on. Yeah, and he threw on his first pitch yesterday uh, was uh, you know cracked for a double. And we're not used to teams getting many hits against him. It, uh, to your point, has been uh, the walks that has gotten him in trouble, but that wasn't the case so much yesterday. I was a little surprised, frankly, that they didn't come back with Taylor Rogers to face uh, the left-handed batters uh, in the 10th inning. Uh, but they put Robles out there, and uh, you know he's, for the most part, been good. Does it mean that he uh, doesn't bring you to the edge of your seat? <laughs> but he's been pretty good in terms of getting uh, guys out and at a time when Colomay has mostly struggled, Rogers has been pretty good. Uh, Robles has emerged as a you know pretty valuable guy out of that pen. Speaking of that, it was nice to see Duffy kind of get some strikeouts because to me he's kind of the guy you went into this season thinking he's be one of the really kind of one of the cornerstones of this bullpen. It's been it's been a little bit a bit up and down with him though. Yeah, it has been. He got off to a poor start. Now I think what we're seeing is more. Uh, north-south movement on his breaking ball, and as a result, he's getting more swings and misses. Uh, it's a chase pitch for him. He's been able to locate it better. But you're right. I, you know, you, when you look at the composition of the bullpen last year, uh, Trevor May was out there. He was really good. Tyler Clifford was really good. Uh, Sergio Romo was, for the most part, pretty good. Well, those three guys are gone, 
and that did put a little more emphasis on, on Duffy coming back and pitching like he did last year. He hasn't to this point, but now the last couple of outings, as you say, have been pretty encouraging. Jose Barrios going to the starting side, it's certainly going to help out the bullpen if he can go out and pitch. I mean, we talk about pitch counts all the time, but you know, 101 pitches in eight innings, that's what you're looking for from a starter. A guy that we've been looking for to be the guy for this uh, rotation for quite some time. Yeah, well, yesterday was something like 29 plate appearances and 24 first pitch strikes, something like that, which, of course, is outstanding. And it just it shows all of us again what can happen when a pitcher is aggressive in the strike zone, gets a head strike one, uh, it puts the hitter on the defensive right away, uh, the at-bats are quicker, the innings are quicker, everything. I mean, if we hadn't gone into the 10th inning, we might have gotten out of there in two hours and 25 minutes yesterday. Uh, just the importance of strike one and not just throwing it down the middle, but making it a quality pitch and pitching to the frame of the strike zone that we put on our telecast. And if you keep putting it there and, and throwing quality strikes, well, you can maybe you know live to throw some pitches in the ninth inning as Barrios did yesterday. We'll wrap things up here talking about uh, you know this series against uh, Baltimore and then you know you head on the road again to uh, Kansas City. It's just kind of one of these things where it goes back to you just got to win series and hope that you get a little help around you. I mean, sitting at double digits, you know, behind uh, the White Sox right now in the American League Central at Memorial Day, it's not the best scenario to be in, but you know, just got to kind of scratch and claw and play the best you can, right? Yeah, uh, important. Uh, they're all important, of course, but uh, an important uh, road trip to be on. And then the homestand coming up is really going to be interesting. It's the Yankees and the Astros. And if you believe that the margin between the Twins and the White Sox is too large, I don't believe that, but some people do. Well, then you look to the wild card situation. And the Yankees and Astros are two wild card contenders. So, you know, that homestand coming up against two of the potential competitors for the Twins for a wild card spot are really going to be important too. Yeah. Well, it should be fun to see if the uh, Twins can keep their uh, lead and I guess winning streak against the Baltimore Orioles if that takes place tonight. 5:30 is the pregame show with the radio guys on KFGO. Thanks so much, Dick. We'll talk to you again next week. You got it, Derek. Dick Bramer again, the television voice of the Minnesota Twins. Our Twins wrap each and every Tuesday on KFGO.